Yes, sir. It's your boy Shice Wright, aka Bruce Corsi, aka the Five, aka I'm smarter than Michael, even though he a teacher. Uh, we here. It's Thursday. Show two of the week. We turning up, y'all. We have arrived in the bubble. It's Corsi Radio. We at the Good News Radio Station, part two. I'm going to kick it to the PG over here while he's smiling with his little ass white shirt on. <laughs> I'm roasting ABT all day today. Hey. ABT gang. EBT gang, baby. No, but baby hey. T. Oh, I thought you said EBT. Extra media. <laughs> oh, get out of here. <laughs> I thought you said EBT gang because we support them too. Um, yeah, man. What's up, man? Mike Kel, the PG. It's here in the building. Live, fresh, Courtside Thursday. We are here, baby. Hey, if y'all missed Courtside Monday, y'all better check it out. And don't forget, we are in here every Monday now. So Monday and Thursday, you get your favorite five twice a week. It's always live. Mike Kelter, PG, the Magic Johnson of the show, making sure this thing is always finishing in a dunk. And you guys know it's showtime. Whenever you hear Courtside Radio in the starting five, uh, y'all heard the great center on the ones and twos. My guy Bruce always there for the tip off. We got the shooting guard in the building, Mr. Inglewood himself. What's good, Mike? What's good? What's good, Mr. Ida Pappy? Big Mike in the building, Mr. Put your ankles in the ER. Yeah. AKA, we going live. You know how we do raw, real basketball knowledge coming to you. Holla at us. We love you. Yes, sir. The love is always there. Uh, man, shout out to Trav, man. That's sicko mode forever classic. Chill. Uh, but man, my, my guys, they're, they're on Zoom. We, we found a way to get this Zoom and this thing so we can actually see them. So we hope they don't do anything weird while we're recording live. But we got the small forward and the power forward um, on the mic. You guys can be able to hear their voices. What's up? We're going to start with Himes all the way from the mean streets of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Where you will get killed if you're on the wrong block. Ain't that right, Himes? What's good, Mr. Larry Bird? Probably not. Man, it's a it's a, it's a a time out here, guys. Let me tell you that. <laughs> How you guys doing? Good to see you guys, kind of. Phil, you know, being on Zoom. Michael is a giant M right now. Yeah. I miss you guys. Uh, hopefully you guys are wearing masks being safe Let's Actually we all have masks on this time Except for me I don't, oh. I don't do masks bro This is why I got mine on <laughs> Last time look you know sad part Last time I forgot mine I won't put that out there I left it in the car I got Can't my mask but it, it's too much So Lakers. I got mine's on deck You feel but, me um, Man, Mr. Uh, Mr. At- ATL, we taking over the whole. We got Atlanta, Inglewood, L.A., Beverly Hills. Man, we taking over everything. Uh, but Mr. Hey. Atlanta, Mr. Downtown, Philip Brown, the stretch four. What's up, Philip? Hey. You already know what's up, guys, man. You know, so I couldn't make it in today, but I'm still going to be on your ass, man. Pause. Pause. <laughs> yeah. As long Real as you got pause. that at the end, we yeah. can make sure that you know. So yeah, uh, we praying for our guy because he just said some weird stuff. But that's our guy, Philip. But man, we got a guest, a special guest. Hines, you are by yourself. Um, Why do you have a mask, Miss? Uh, t- you guys are wearing masks. <laughs> hey, cut take it the out. mask off. I you can't know what? Hear you. Hey, I love the solidarity. Hey, cut Keep it out, it man. Let me introduce the guest, man, because she a one. She out here doing a lot of great work, and she's gonna tell you guys more about it. Miss Lila Brown, Lila, tell 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 all the listeners. What, what are you up to? What do you have going and your connection to sports? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. A huge fan of the show. Love you guys. Love uh, you yes, too. Appreciate you. My name is Lila Brown, Team EBMG. And uh, yeah, this week actually we're celebrating 11 years in business, uh, black owned business. And yeah. we got our start in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Uh, you've had my uh, co-owner on the show. We had to give you some claps. Uh, Richard Thorpe before, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I've since, you know, expanded to Los Angeles. And yeah, just I'm loving LA sports. A lot of amazing things coming up. So yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Much appreciated. So, hey, make sure you guys go and check her out on IG. We're gonna she's gonna give it to you guys later as well. But give, give everybody the IG pages they can find you and your work on. Absolutely. Team E B M G. Yeah, we're on uh Instagram and on Twitter, it's E B Media Group. Dope. Uh, you want to give me your personal as well, or now nah, you want to keep that? Keep oh yeah, that I'm Lady <laughs> Lady Lila Brown, L I L A, last name Brown, and yeah, like I was saying, um, we've been in business about 11 years. We represent Olympic athletes, NBA, NFL, and uh, we also represent musicians and actors. So yeah. anything to do with sports and entertainment, that's that's what we do. Hollywood and sports is our our gist, our bread and butter. But we also venture into fashion because you see a lot more athletes. Uh, kind of coming out with athleisure, their yep. own brands, and then you know, of course, sports marketing. Facts. So, man, this is a perfect beginning topic to start it all off. Uh, since we have you here, since you said the Hollywood, uh, the sports, and then like the brands that these guys have. So, the first topic we're going to tackle, um, and Lila, I'm gonna have you start it off first since you are the guest, and I'll pass it to my guys. Are who are the most influential players in the last 30 years? I'm going to just throw out some names. Uh, if you have any okay. other names you want to add into it, uh, we can go from there. But let's we want to try to come up with a, a, a top five. I, I saw this uh, picture up. It was like a Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And it said the, the most influential players in the last 30 years. And it was Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and Steph. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like those names, but I think they were disrespecting some guys. But you have... Um, MJ, of course, AI, yeah. who they didn't have. Bron, Kobe, Steph, Shaq, KD, Russ, Dirk, and then you could say Olajuwon is another guy who can be a part of that. But we want to break it down to five. So, Lila, are, are there any names that I'm missing that you may have? So, is it only basketball? Yeah, we can, we're going to just do basketball. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to say this. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, Fat Five. The Fat Oh, Facts. Yeah, Big yeah, fact. because it's so influential. I mean, just what they've done in, in college sports. I mean, and then we're still kind of going through a lot of the same issues today. And I think we'll we'll roll into you know later in the conversation why I think they're so important. But I do want to go with the Fab Five because uh, just their story and what they were able to do as freshmen, and then like I said, what is even going on with NCAA today. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And uh, yeah, I mean. That's, that's pretty much what I have with basketball, but I'm more global sports, so I think other sports too. No, but yeah. of course, I mean, you, you, you kind of ran the, the whole gamut there. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I dope. pretty much agree with that. Hey, yeah. so that Fab Five one is so big I that a it. lot of people yeah. who are fans of basketball today wouldn't really know their true impact because you black know, shoes, baby, could yeah, wear them. Black, black socks, socks um, black how they were, short. yeah, how they were covering up the uh, Nike stuff and just the power that they use. So, hey, Lila, that, that's a winner right there with the Fab Five. So, just to pass it along to my guys, uh, we'll start with the in studio guys first, uh, Mike. Are there any uh, any other names you want to add to that list? Vince, Vince Carter, Vince Carter in multiple in multiple actual ways because not just because of the dunks and the way that he transcended the game in that aspect when he revolutionized it. After Jordan and Nick already took it to another level, he said, "Hey, the excitement will be back. Live games, slam dunk contests, 
summer ball. I'm there all day. But then I love it that he had longevity. He wasn't like trash at the end. He just wasn't overutilized as before. Yeah. I love it because he he changed the game and made it more global for being a dunker. Just like who would be your top four? Who you think that in the past thirty years would be your top four guys? Michael Jordan for his dominance. Yeah. Steph Curry for making it making a volume shooter become cool. Yeah. I will give LeBron for all around this. Kobe for mentality and all around skill. Okay. But so. the mindset that he changed and the skill level he brought with aggressiveness. I yeah, loved it. Yeah, and bro got an Oscar, so that's that's big. So Bruce, who you got as far as uh your top four most influential? Jordan, guy? AI, Kobe Braun. Yeah, that so that'll be my four as yeah, well. Because uh Can I add a uh, oh, Go ahead, sorry. no no no, no please. Can we add some women? Can we add some women Oh, yeah, Lisa. Facts. Lisa Leslie. I want Lisa in there. Candace Parker. Like Shout those, out Lisa Leslie. Those women. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Tamika Holdsclaw. Cheryl think, Swoop. Hey, Cheryl Diana Swoop. Tarassi. Diana Taurasi was one of the best. I think she's one of the best all-around talented female basketball players I've ever seen. Yeah. And you just got to look at. And it's crazy because Cheryl, Mil- Cheryl Miller would have been even bigger because she was doing stuff at the Grammys while she was still a college athlete that if she would have never never got hurt that she her impact to the women's game would have been so much bigger what about you know Candace what and Griner for revolutionizing and making it more popular for women to be dunkers no yeah facts yeah she, Lisa Leslie started okay. out with the first dunk I know but you I, gotta I think about her, this I don't think Griner belongs there just yet because it's a little too early to tell the adjustment made by her mm-hmm. but I think down the road that makes sense I think Lisa Leslie is the, the perfect pick to have no I'm talking about the yeah. consistency of her dunks like she was dunking on like it was just literally layups hey, so, yeah. but I'm saying like okay. Candace Parker okay. beat Josh Smith and J.R. Smith J.R. Smith in a McDonald's All-American dunk contest. No female did that yep. at the time Facts. ever. Yep. So she, she admitted that that was only because she made her dunks. No, yeah, that is because all <laughs> of them look the same. You can't be missing I will dunks give her that game, all of them. Hey, she just made variations to the same type you of dunk, but she beat them. dunks. Earl, hey, come so, on, Earl. So, Himes, uh, what would be the four? Who do you think are the four most influential players the last 30 years? Oh, man. Uh, LeBron, and this is in no particular order, uh, LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan. It's really hard to separate them, even though one is basically the other, you know? Like, one is part uh, is type A, one is type B, in a sense, where it's kind of an offshoot of the other. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jordan if I had to pick one or two. Uh, AI, because he revolutionized the game in a different way, not just on the court, but also off the court. And Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie. Okay. I like that. And I think it's also important to note that with LeBron, he really set a trend different than all these other guys. Jordan was on court in just physical nature, the way he changed the game and also Dominance. his winning ways. LeBron changed the game because he was the guy that basically jump started the concept of player empowerment, giving the players the power and giving them the confidence to say, okay, even at any level, all-star to 15th guy on the roster, yeah, I can you. choose my destination and go to those places. I think that that's way more important to include. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take AI off and I'm going to go with Steph Curry because he's actually changed the game in a way that never made sense. Volume shooters, you, the deepness say, of threes uh, Only thing, I'm going to let Phillip uh, say his part, but then I'm going to tell you why. I had to take Steph off of my four. Can Skip be honorable to, mention? To AI. But, uh, Philip, you got it. What's your, uh, what will be your four most influential players the last 30 years, 1990 to 2020? All right, I'm going to go with a little bit of a different list. I'm going to explain why. All right. Wait, uh, wait, James Harden? 
Get out of here. No. Jordan, of course, for his on the court accolades, but also for like changing kind of the sneaker game, man. Like, you know, Thank I think he, yeah. he was the first athlete to be a brand. His he own monetized himself. Yeah. So I gotta, yeah. I gotta. That's influence right there. So right off the bat, you gotta start with Jordan. That's the goat. I wanna be and like Mike. I'm gonna switch it up, for y'all boys. Let's see if y'all, let's see if y'all rock on this or not. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ray for Austin. Thank you. Skip. Thank you. I said, can it be I an like honorable Skip. mention? I told you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you, Phil. What he did with street ball with exploded street ball is now like three on three. And also like the uh street ball dunkers now, like making up those crazy dunks. Man, he birthed like a whole like extension of basketball that we had never yeah. seen before. Um even though he wasn't the main one on the mixtapes, on the N one mixtapes, he still made it to the NBA. So like he brought it to all those NBA fans. He was the reason um, N one began. So because you guys, they went off Skip's game. He's the, you, most, he's the most synonymous with streetball in the NBA. Yeah. Hey, so so Jordan and Skip, uh, two more. I got Braun just for his, I don't even have of a course like that. We know his on court influence because he is six eight two forty. Like people that doesn't influence anybody to be six eight two forty. All right, so we know what he does on the court. As far as off the court stuff, it's, it's all off the court, man. It's all <laughs> off the court. Taking his, taking his um, like like what Hans was saying, and then um, like negotiating his own contracts, uh, moving moving different teams and everything like that. So I got him on. I got him for that. And then my last one, uh, most influential, is going to be Steph Curry. I got him just because he changed the game and is a more like mm-hmm. extended game now. And kids can actually, and this is why they have LeBron on there. Kids can actually like look up to Steph because they can be closer to six two than you know six eight two seventy or whatever. Facts. Tall asses. Yeah. You can, you can actually work on your game enough, work on your handles, work on your quickness, and work on your jump shot enough to you know that it can seem achievable to a multitude of people. Um, and then even with this Under Armour deal, man, that that thing was genius. Like his off the court stuff with Under Armour and, and different films and stuff that he's getting on. I know Michael and I, uh, we talked with the producer, uh, the director of a film that uh, he he helped produce and everything. He so helped the jump shot. It, it, mm-hmm. it hands in multiple different areas, so you got to give it to Steph too. Yeah, shout out that I incredible piece. I think also. that that's important to know the jump shot. No, I yeah, think, and that's why I think Kobe I think, is is on there because of him winning an Oscar. You know, what I'm saying taking that that. Step for an athlete to go and do something like that. Exactly. You know what you were saying with Steph Phil, like it's hundred percent accurate. Like the ability to change the game that he has. He made everyone think that with a three point shot, if you get that extended range shot, which is harder to come by, you can do it and you have a place in that league and in value. It's realistic for everyone. Facts. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, the reason why so for me, just to throw mines in there, um I have uh, my four is uh, MJ, AI, Bron, Kobe. I put AI over Steph just because before AI got in the league, y'all know what a crossover was? A switch hand dribble. That's what they said. What a nice switch hand dribble no, move. Literally. And it became a crossover. Then he brought hip hop into yeah. basketball to pretty much connect those worlds to where people he had white kids wearing braids he meshed it the best he literally <laughs> meshed both worlds hey, the best hey, I love think it. about that Hans did you have braids Hans he did with a headband don't lie 
I wish. I he had wish. a ponytail. I didn't have enough hair then, and I don't have enough hair now, but I definitely had that. What's up, Philip? <laughs> Yo, I remember, like, not knowing where to buy an arm sleeve at, so I would take, like, a long white tube sock and cut Facts. it off. Facts. Yep. Hey. I was out there, boy. Hey, and, and, that's, and that's influential, and I just think that he brought that little guy, swagger, tough guy. He brought the streets ball aspect that, that Skip presented Absolutely. on the, the tape. And, um, you know, he brought that to the NBA to where people were like, man, I can just come and play my game. I don't have to play like anybody else. I can just play my game, use the crossover, be all tatted up. Because, you know, yeah, you didn't, didn't see I too didn't many to... tatted players before AI. And, and now you see everybody. He made tatted. it normalized because yeah. he was like, you didn't have to dress a He's certain to, way or be a. I'll go to ahead, me, go ahead. he was. A, he was a, that was the first time I saw like fans take such an interest in someone's personal life. Facts. I think that's before exactly. we had like shade room and all the gossip. I mean, everything from his mother just to all these other things. And I, I just started to watch that when I was coming up in, in college and just, you know, high school, just like, wow, they care a little bit too much. But I saw how he handled it too. And I thought he handled it very well. No, he did a great job. With so, the media. Yeah, he did a great job. And I just think that his impact sometimes gets overlooked because, you know, time goes on. And you got a guy like Steph that came up. We see what Brian is doing away from the court. But we can't forget the impact that AI truly had in this game. Uh, just to mention some other guys before we switch gear that people may overlook as far as their influence. Shaq. Shaq actually made it look good to yep. be a big guy and to be endorsed in all these things. Movies, he did the hip hop thing along, you know, with AI, and then you Shazam. see all the money that he's making now. Uh, KD, look, I, he was on my list too, Michael. Shaq, Shaq yeah. was on my list. Yeah, so look Shaq what he's doing with uh, TNT. Yep. look what he's doing. Yeah, that's amazing. My everyone I know tunes in to watch that, regardless of if they're going to stay and watch the game. They watch the TNT half. Hey, and I don't know if we have another guy like that. So we just show his impact. Then we could throw KD out there as far as on the basketball court. Uh, KD yeah. made it to where guys seven foot were like six ten and up. We're like, man, I can be a guard now, you know, because KD paved the way. At first, if you were like. If you're six, just because you're six ten and skinny, don't mean you can get pushed around. Now you can just dominate it. Yeah, too. Him, just him and Kevin Garnett, small yeah. ball. Now you can. You're a five in small ball. Like. Yeah, and thunderstruck too. And then, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Lila, you can. Hey, do not bring that terrible movie up. But uh, Lila, I'm pretty sure you see the impact what Russ is doing as far as when it comes to fashion. Uh, that guy is killing it, and um, the whole triple double thing. I don't think we'll see. A player ever get average three straight years of triple doubles, which is crazy. But off the court, I love him. I just love him. I, I just think he's so charismatic. I yep. think he's fun. I love what I mean. He's carrying the team. I, I, he's one of my favorites. So I would love to put him on this. But I mean, I know some other guys rank much higher. But I agree with Russ. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Russ, and then then I put uh, it's kind of a tie, Dirk and Olajuwon, just because they brought the international. Uh, play to the game You know what I'm saying People always forget that Like Elijah one is an international player Yeah he That's played college you go here. with Dirk Yeah then, Over that Now I put both of them together Cause I think that Elijah was the greatest International player ever But, and, Dirk, but Dirk was more known Because like Think about it, his, shot, his shot for that fadeaway That he did Was Wait Don't say he was more known The dream is the no, dream No The dream was better Yes But yeah. more people know the whiskey Than they it, Just like you said Hakeem was not no, known As an international player Yeah Everybody know where Dirk right, is Mike. Dirk Go ahead Dirk was more marketable in an era where social media was more accessible. Because Akeem was more productive. You feel me? 100%. He was a better player. 
but Dirk was the more marketable one and came up at the time that had social media and was still relevant. Yeah, Damn. facts. Yeah, you got to feel it. Like, like I know. Honestly, and he's from Europe, though. Like, I don't feel. <laughs> yeah, true. I know you got the Euro Euro biasness. You know how they do us Africans. Just kind of getting started now. So. I don't want to win. You know how they do away. Africans, but hey, yeah. shout out to our guy RJ, man. He's in the chat room. Uh, shout out he's to RJ. A shout out to the legend Appreciate Spencer you. Hayes, who is a Spencer big time Haywood. figure, man. If you don't, hey, what about Spencer Hayes? Gosh, Spencer Haywood. Gosh, I'm got. Can we say Spencer Hawes? <laughs> you said Spencer Hawes. Spencer Hayes. Shout out Isaac Hayes. He was, he was, he was influential to all hold the big. Jay trying to get in Spencer Haywood. Yeah, he, <laughs> threw, <laughs> he threw Spencer Haywood in there. So I mean, if we're gonna go Kwame then for wanted to be in one of the worst ass athletes. No, nah, yeah. it up. Man, facts. But no, nah, Spencer Haywood. If you don't know about Spencer Haywood, listeners, make sure y'all go and look him up. Uh, old school player, legend, 70s, 70s basketball player, Hall of Famer, uh, did Popeye his, Jones, put his work in. Bro. NBA's ugliest hey, player ever. That's gonna be one of the next topics. Who's the ugliest NBA player? Sam Cassell, Popeye Jones. <laughs> you can't forget Popeye Tyron Jones. Hill. He looked like Sloth. <laughs> Tell me he don't like Sloth from the Goonies. Uh, y'all, y'all shady, man. Y'all but man. hey, this is yeah. a Courtside Radio with the Starting Five, man. We are here in the Good News Sports Studios doing our thing with our great guest, Lila Brown. Say what's up, Lila. What's up? What's up? What's up? I hey, love yo. it. I love the conversation. We're hey, getting off. And hey, we just, just starting it. So um, this is this is our time. We get to uh, have a little break. If you want to just put your phone down for a quick second, go get you some water. This is the perfect time to do it because right now it's oh, the Celtic oh, no. dump said, oh, with no. Alex. Alex, oh, you got it, man. Take it. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. This is the latest episode of Courtside Radio brought to you by the Good News Radio. And right now, this is the Celtic dump. And this week, I finally had it, guys. I really have. Uh, Nick Wright is at it again and clearly is going to start talking about topics that he either knows nothing about or really has little investment in. So he makes the worst takes. Mm. Mind you, this is the same guy that said the Celtics were wrong for drafting Jason Tatum and then went on live TV and apologized. He ended up saying, I was wrong on Jason Tatum. Tatum has been outstanding. If not for Ben Simmons, he's our rookie of the year candidate, right? And this is the same guy that also criticized the Celtics for trading for the pick that landed Tatum. He had them picking Markel Fultz. And if that didn't nail that nail in the coffin, I'm going to tell you this. This was also the same guy that the 2016, uh, that said the 2016 Warriors with Kevin Durant could not beat the Golden State Warriors, all right? That's setting the stage. So you understand who we're talking about. This man comes out and says yesterday that the Celtics have zero chance at winning an NBA title. This year. <laughs> Damn. Hey, hey, Alex, Mind that's you, what I feel about that. Zero chance. Mind you, zero chance, guys. <laughs> Damn, not that's cold. one, not two. He's putting other teams ahead that have no business there. <clears throat> you ain't got a 20%? Exactly. Damn. It's ridiculous. So, guys, this is the point. He gave him a 0% chance. This is the same Celtic team that has run surprising up-tempo basketball with one of the brightest, youngest head coaches in Brad Stevens, leaving them at fourth in defense in the NBA overall and fifth in overall offense, right? So, mind you, this also includes a squad where they have three guys averaging over 20 points per game. They have one of the best NBA duos, young and upcoming duos under the age of 25, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, both of which are getting better and better as the years go by. Tatum's averaging almost 21.8 points per game. This guy was an all-star this year for the first time, and the benefit that we have is that we're a young squad going into the postseason, 
facing a couple of tough opponents, but having a slightly easier schedule than some of the NBA's top five. Oh, and mind you, we're only three spots away from being in second in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics have better than a zero chance. Mind you, I'm not saying that they're title favorites. I'm putting them as a dark horse candidate right behind the Bucks in the East. In the East, mind you. That's not including my Western foes being the Clippers and the Lakers as my top two picks. So Nick Wright, why not stick to talking about the topics you actually know something about? Given the last time you mentioned that the Warriors were not going to be able to beat LeBron and the Cavs when you had Kevin Durant on that squad, you're saying 0% chance? Yeah, well, good luck proving that, buddy. The Celtics have got a better shot this year, and they're going deep into the postseason. Not up for debate. So, guys, this has been the latest episode of the Celtic Dump. Let me know what you guys think. Dope, man. Hey, so this week's Celtic Dump, make sure you guys hit us up in the chat room. Tell us what you guys think. Um, hey, we got to send this video to Instagram, Alex, so that we can get the uh, our followers on IG to tell us. what. So every week we need that Celtic Dump uh, video on IG so people can chime in. I think it's dope. Um, so just to move it on, man, we're going to our Around the League segment, and we're just going to talk about guys are arriving to the bubble. Guys are bursting that bubble. They're getting inside there. And guess what? Jamal Crawford, Michael Beasley are going yes, to baby. the bubble. They back so, in the league, yeah, baby. Buddy. They back. They're they going to be playing for the Nets so I just want us to uh, just chime in real quick a couple words which you feel about uh, the Nets finally someone finally signing Jamal Crawford and the guys going to the bubble Philip um, we'll start with you man because I know you got some shout outs to give so what's up Philip yo you already know I gotta give a shout out to my boys Brian and Andrew DeLeon calling out from West Coast Vienna man DeLeon <laughs> good guys some die hard Lakers fan bro perfect ride or die man appreciate you dope so um uh, Philip, you're going to take it after Lila. So, Lila, what you think about the players arriving at the bubble and what have you heard so far? Well, so far I've heard that they are not happy with the accommodations. Um, you know, a lot of people are leaving their families and probably getting a little homesick already. But um, I think these are very strange times. And, you know, um, it's just disheartening because, of course, everyone's saying, oh, they're out of touch. And we're all in this, like, twilight zone right now, just trying to make sense out of everything and just trying to finish, finish the season. So I think we should be a little sensitive to that. But it's just that reminder that, you know, fans, they just, they're fanatical. They 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 don't care. And so I just saw what uh, Rondo put out, and he's not happy. But well, I haven't heard anything else from a lot of people, but I know they're already homesick and having to leave their family. It's a... Very interesting. So I just, you know, hope they keep their spirits up don't and, worry. you know, remember that these are Bruce, humans, these are grown men, in. and they are accustomed to a certain lifestyle. So I hope they get it together out there. No, yeah, in fact. So it's it's crazy. Uh, Mike, what do you feel about um, just uh, the guys arriving at the bubble and then the Nets doing their thing? I'm upset that Jamal Crawford did not become a Laker at some point. But I do appreciate him being back in the league. I do love Michael Beasley, both of them signing and being back in the league. But it's like what they <laughs> add to a team that's missing so many players. Got you. They're missing a lot of players. And what they brought to supplement them are two mean? players who are already established playing NBA basketball who have, especially Jamal Crawford, has been producing off the bench. He's Mr. Six-Man outside of Lou Will. Him and Lou Will are the top two six-men in NBA history to win the award multiple times, three, run it. Like I'm like, okay, I like oh, yeah. that. Dope. But it's like Jamal Crawford's the only player that 
put up 50 in four different jerseys. So Facts. So How what's going on? Philip, um, who, who do you uh, say? Yeah, Philip, you got it. What do you feel about, you know, people being in the bubble and uh, Jamal Crawford being there? Can't wait. Man, he's terrible. Philip, can you hear us? Philip 3 Brown. Boost, chime in, man. You got it. All right. I don't understand why everyone's mute. Phil. Phil. Anyway. Uh, yeah, difficulties going on, but uh, you got it, Bruce. What do you feel about people, players arriving at the bubble and then Jamal Crawford uh, finally getting that call? Arriving at the bubble, I still think it's early stages because of, uh, like, do you have to quarantine when you get there, basically? I think they take a test as soon as they land, and then they allow them to, like, get out into the world. Yeah. So I think that's why the mills were the way they were. But I also think, you know, like they said, like, depending on what hotel you in, things would be certain, certain, like, Accommodations, bro. They have DJs and they're gonna have. Man, it's like, about bro, to be lit. It's like car games. Like, they didn't like, understand that the all accommodations going women, on. They, they got women pulling. Nah, I'm joking. Don't, Chill, don't do man. that. Don't do but that they do family. have six designated barbers, barbers already. Also, yeah. Oh, but it's like, but no. Uh, like Rondo said something about the Motel Six. Like honestly, that was a very nice hotel. If you, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compa- for what us broke folks is doing. But um, and then everybody staying. Jamal Crawford getting signed was about time. But I also see why he did it. People were always like, oh, this part, this team didn't sign him. This team didn't sign him. Jamal Crawford wants to play basketball. He's not trying to come off the bench and play 12 minutes a game. He's a bucket. He's going to Brooklyn where they have like 10 players out right now. Yeah. They also signed Just Beasley. Yep. Yeah. Bro, six like, of those seven players are starter quality. That it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be Joe Harris, Jamal Crawford, Beasley, and Karis LeVert. Karis, Karis LeVert. LeVert is like the star at this J- point. Jared Allen. Jared Allen is their defender. Yeah. And then they got like a couple guys that's probably going to come off the bench they that actually just been there. emailed me and was like, you trying to hoop? And I was like, bro, I got to show the you. virus and stuff. I got a yeah, family. I got to take care of yeah. this, man. I don't need that million. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> but, Phil, what you feel about, man, the players arriving at the bubble and uh, Jamal Crawford being there, man? Man, I think it's interesting, like, the whole bubble thing in itself. I know that Serge Ibaka showed, like, the little tracking GPS ring that they were going to wear or something so they could track the players' movements and stuff, which is, like, a little weird, but all right. Um, Crazy. Man, you can't trust these dudes, man. man. Some of them knuckleheads. <laughs> hey, hey. hey Philip, if you've ever been to Florida, you know what they women look like. Them guys, they don't want to make sure they don't go out there and try to go get them. Man, they still they be out here like renting out strip clubs and stuff. Some of it's just us players. We all been tested. Yeah, like, we all been tested. They gonna be trying all no, types of it, stuff. It, it reminds me a lot of the Olympics when they're all in the athlete village. Facts. And they're all just kind of like have sense. to be with each other. Yep. It's, it's, so it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be a lot of intimidation, a lot of attitude. Yeah, a lot of shit People talking back and forth. <laughs> yeah, so it's that. That's weird. But you in the it. crowd. Facts. You got it, Philip. But then, like, about the food, that's kind of hilarious, man. It's like Fire Festival, like NBA edition, man. They got the food. <laughs> Fire Festival. <laughs> it's crazy. That's so funny. I'm wondering, are they allowed to, like, Postmate, like, food in or, like, no? No. You can't. There's, no. there's 24 hour room service. service. They have nothing in and out. Nothing in and out. And they're supposed yeah. to be packaged. Everything's hey, supposed to be pre LeBron and Dame. That Pat Bev's jumper. Le- hey, Le- LeBron and Dame both posted. It feel like I'm about to go serve a bid. I had to kiss my family goodbye. And it's exactly like that. So, Hines, they lying. Hines, what you feel about... Uh, that's a front. That's a boy's trip. Boy's trip. Hey, Hines, what you feel about um, the guys arriving at the bubble and uh, Jamal Crawford being one of them, him and Mike Be- Beasley? One second, I'm just taking a sip of water. Oh my god! Thirsty. Um, I think that it's. I'm. 
you and I talked about this actually on Don't At Me the other day. I, I brought up the fact that Jamal Crawford should have been in the NBA, should have been signed already. He was too good of a talent not to. And I made the argument that the Clippers should sign him and that there were other teams also that were viable places. Brooklyn is the perfect destination. He gets the chance just to ball out and fight for the opportunity to play. And I think it's awesome that he's going to actually have the time to do so because he's going to be in the starting lineup. There's nobody else really that's going to be a dominant ball handler. He's got the time in the world. If Karis LeVert plays, then that means they will have another player. But other than that, he's going to be one of the main guys, a veteran source of energy, of scoring, and going to be a lot of fun to watch, just true highlights. And I'm so excited that he's there. They have a good squad that's going to be fun to watch. Maybe not win games, but fun to watch. No, and yeah, facts. I agree. So, yeah, man, been on. Um, the, the bubble is here. Guys are checking into the bubble. Um, Did y'all say anything about Dante Hall? Dante, talk, let me hear it. What, what you got for us? Oh no, I just hear that they they're signing him. Um, they're gonna they're gonna bring him in for which team? Gotta hear that with the the, the Nets. The awesome. Nets? Are they bringing somebody? Who? Dante Hall? Only Dante Hall I know is the X Factor for the Chiefs. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's well, they signing everybody. What team? What, yeah, so he went to I'm gonna look it up. Look at the bottom of the ticker. You are gonna say Bruce Wright signed with the with the Nets? It's gonna say Courtside Radio in the Star Five is signed with the Nets. And they, the the stipulation is we have to start. Yeah, we, we have start. to start. start five. And we are, Bro, we will be seven players. They need they they signing everybody now. No, yeah. Phil, you're not sounding like a starter right now. Man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come on, you're man. not believing in yourself, man. They, Let's get these M's. We're gonna keep you away, but it's just crazy that Russ and James. They they haven't they haven't took their flights there, but yeah, hey Himes, look that up. See which player the uh, the Nets added that uh, Lila Dante Davis. Hall actually yeah has a seven five wingspan, which is two inches shorter than Big J. Damn, that's crazy. Because that only Dante Hall I know is for the Chiefs, baby. Super Bowl champs, it, baby. Pat Mahomes, five hundred million. <laughs> Five hundred million dollars yeah. richer. Five hundred three. That black man and got right. his bag. So five hundred plus. So I rocks with it. So um, man, yeah. So that's all around the league. And uh, let me get to my favorite part of the show because it's my time to hate. Oh man, hey Alex, my, if my, you have hate hey, in your heart, let it out. Hey Alex, you need to find you a little. Uh, we need to put something on here for you for your self to dumb. But man, it's a hating ass Michael segment, and who I'm hating on this week is you, Miss. U.S. Senate uh, Kelly LaFleur, a Republican who co-owns mm, mm, the uh, mm. Atlanta Dream, uh, who objected to the WNBA's plans to honor the Black Lives Matter movement, warning Tuesday that subscribing to a quote-unquote particular political agenda undermines the potential of the sport and sends a message of exclusion Shut your mouth, girl. You see what's going on with this country. You see what's going on with black people. And it's not exclusion. Black Lives Matter. And we need to make sure that we let the world know this. And how, however we can do it, it has to be done. Your league is like 70 to 80% uh, African-American players. And you have to show them that, that support. You see these other leagues, other teams are doing these things to show that Black Lives Matter and show the love for these uh, people who are going through a lot for the black people who are going through a lot and for you to come out and say this to be a co-owner of a team 
and you're a yeah. senate in the United States is like are you are you deaf and blind to everything that's going on and you're a part of the problem you're part of the issue instead of you embracing that you know we need to embrace this to fix this situation to make our country look better than what it needs to be uh, by learning and if you don't know you should be learning and seeing why people are saying black lives matter why people are protesting and things like that and use your power um you being a co-owner of your team in atlanta which is crazy for you to to push this this movement because it's something that needs to be done uh, i just talked about pat mahomes that's a black man who just got 500 plus mil where people who are look like him are being killed by police officers who are serving no time in jail so that's what i'm hating on this week kelly you need to get your act together. You need to learn more about what's going on because you have so much power. And the fact that you're so big and you don't know about this and you think that it is bringing exclusion just lets me know that this country needs help because these these are the people who are in the offices that are making these decisions. And us as black people, how how can we feel safe Knowing that the people in charge don't care about us protesting and letting people know that our lives matter. We're not saying that everybody else don't matter. We're not saying that at all. We're just saying that if there's a five house, we're, we're in a community of five houses, one is on fire. We need to make sure that we put that flame out. Not say, hey, but this house, you know, it's not that on fire. My right grass is dry. Yeah, so my right. grass is dry. It's like, no, we need to fix these black issues. We spend so much money with some of the biggest faces of this country that we need that love so kelly uh lafleur please get this right and make sure you keep hush if you're not gonna add uh any peace and greatness to this to this cause uh what you feel about elida oh my god absolutely so the atlanta dream they're problematic we've had issues with them in the past i mean they uh, they're basically like uh, Donald Sterling. I thought they were going to be the next to go, but then I guess that kind of went under the radar. Um, the Atlanta Dream, Spirit, that whole organization, they have issues. And I, I saw a lot of the players react, and they were really hurt because they spent time with her. And so that just goes back to this whole thing like, okay, all lives matter, black lives matter. But you also, you know, we say, okay, not all white people are racist, but it's starting to seep out. It's like, saying Black Lives Matter is like almost an exorcism. It's like they start to like, it's like maggots start to crawl out and it's like, oh, okay, we, we struck a nerve here. So, <laughs> it's you know, a lot of athletes are, are hurt by this and I think it hurts the morale and people are trying to make it and, and get through this. And I thought we were all in this together, but it seems like we're not. And so it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, let's really see how people, let us know how you really feel. No, and so, like you said, 80% of the players are or black and so let's honor that let's listen to them because they are the entertainment value but again let's look at these front offices do we see anybody that looks like the product on the court and a lot of times we don't and so we're being excluded from these conversations and she shouldn't even be saying things like this publicly and so you know but it's good to know how you feel and uh, we'll see. She, she's acting like Donald Sterling right now, and it's just she can't help it. Uh, we have a president that is just can't as help vocal, it. This is so. this is who she is. <laughs> yeah, fact. She is just yes. showing her true colors. It's not anything. Hey, and Malcolm X said, "You ra- you rather have a wolf than a fox." You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. we seeing all these wolves out there, and they letting us know 
what they feel about us and what we're going through in our movement uh, because we are a... But expecting the players just to smile through it, I think we're, we're, we're sick of shucking and jiving and smiling, tap dance like everything's okay. This is traumatizing. And we're talking about some deep psychological pain. And so, but these athletes, they're so strong and sometimes they don't, they don't need to be. They need to really get their frustrations out as well. But let's do it in a constructive way. Yes, sir. So that's this week's Hey Nas, Mike Kel segment. I will give you a shout out for that too because my brother's best friend, Amani McGee Stafford, used to play for the Atlanta Dream. Oh, okay. And Yo. they said there was always some bullshit going on behind closed doors and I never knew what. Right. And now we're seeing... First and that, look firsthand what uh, was really on their mind the whole time, and yeah. So that's this week's Michael uh, Hayton as Michael segment, um, and man, yeah, it's it's crazy that's still going on. But uh, man, it's Corsair Radio with the starting five. Man, the five is here. PG shooting guard, small four, power forward, center, and then we got our guest Lila. Brown and uh, six women coming off the man, bench, getting yeah. buckets, getting buckets. She with the squad, so she <laughs> she hooping out there with us. So man, we're gonna get right to it. So I want you to tell the, to tell the listeners um, what you have going when it comes to with the the Negro League, and then I want us to discuss something else. But so let the uh, people know what you have going with the Negro League. Absolutely. So this year uh, would have been the 100th anniversary of the Negro League. Um, you know, just doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, and so they're running a campaign right now. Uh, the campaign is Tippy Your Cat. And, uh, you know, for, you know, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier coming from Kansas City Monarchs. A lot of people don't know that before he was with the Dodgers, he played for the Kansas City Monarchs. And so, you know, the Negro League is just inspiring because it really showed the world that we can have our own thing. We can absolutely do it and it can be successful. And it ran for 20 plus years before uh, Jackie Robinson and others started to go over to the MLB. And so it was very influential in saying this is some good baseball that we're missing out on. Let's give these players a, a chance. And so what I'm doing, there's a lot of the PR. Um, we got uh, Barack Obama to give us a shout-out, and he named Satchel Page, which is amazing. Again, yeah. Kansas City leads the way for So I just thought that was really great. We got uh, some of the other presidents to kind of tip their head. We got Jordan and Jeter and just so many other uh, athletes just saying, you know, congratulations. And, and, the, and to let people know, the Negro League is still here. They still do a lot of educational programming. Hey. Uh, they still have a lot of the uh, – and they're very much involved with MLB. But also the NFL and NBA is coming out to say, you know, thank you because breaking that color barrier helped, you know, other sports uh, integrate. And so we'll see more things. I mean, of course, everything is kind of – you know the programming is off this year, but we're gonna keep keep it going as best we can. Hey, and that's I think that's so dope, and man, I hope you kill it because people need to know about the Negro League and its impact on sports and how great it was. So, Lila, I'm gonna yeah, go back like to you, mixtape. and then I'm gonna pass it on to my other guys. My question is, how would a Negro League? Look today. So imagine if all the black players pulled away like Kyrie was talking about and said that we're going to create our own league. Mm-hmm. How would that look today, Lila? What do you think? Absolutely. So Kyrie, if you're listening, call me. Hit me up. <laughs> find me somehow. Yeah, let's do it. I want to do it across all sports disciplines. Um, global sports, Olympic sports. Uh, what it would look like today is, is starting with the youth. That's very important because you got a lot of players that may be stuck in their old ways and want to stay with the NBA. But for those kids, so I think sports academies, first and foremost. 
Okay, because you go to other countries, other nations, they're starting those kids off eight, nine years old. They're already sleeping on campus. They already getting scholarships. Yep. But also mixing the academics. So going back to Kansas City, um, they have uh, Paul Robeson, which was a, a classical Greek, and they also had Central High School, which was classical Greek magnet. We had everything from track and field, fencing, diving, uh, indoor track, outdoor, soccer, tennis, golf. We were already doing it. So I would love to see it across all sports disciplines. And let's be honest, they're not student athletes. These are, you know, for a lot of these college programs, it, they're, they're athletes. They're spending almost 40 plus hours a week, you know, dedicated to the sport. And there's very little time for academics. I want to see us be able to combine both. So that time when they are ready to go pro, I would love to see take care of the families, you know, so you don't have to do these underhand deals. And there won't be a lot of, oh, we're going to buy your mom a car so you can come sign to this school or, or come to this team or whatnot. So and giving the uh, ownership equity to the athlete and no. saying you helped us make a hundred million dollars this season. We're going to give you a percentage of that. And so I think they do that somewhat. But I mean, when that player retires, they should be able to be an owner. They should be on the board of directors. They should have way more instead of, um, you don't have to implement the Rooney rule when, when you, you already tap into your talent. Yep. So we have a lot of retired athletes that are just, they're not being used. They're not even being hired on the college level to even coach. So I want to bring all those retired out. We can use their uh, wisdom as veterans. We can use their sound advice and also with life skills. So for me, it's a livelihood. It's a, it's all encompassing. So um, I, do, I do want the athletes that are having this mindset to know that there are people like me that are thinking the same thing. And we're ready to go in terms of business. There's superstars on the court, but we're uh, superstars in the boardroom. Dope. So we know how to get it done. I just want more. We need money. We need wealth, power, influence. And so we, I, I absolutely think it's attainable. Man, fact. So, um, Mike, you are here in studio with me, man. What do you think? What would a Negro League look like today? It would look like and one with professionalism. Okay. It would honestly, especially if we're going, if we're just going to start off with basketball, that's what we're going to start off with in that aspect. It would literally look like if you would go to any form of like, okay, I'm going to go to Rucker Park or I'm going to go to the Drew League or something like that. You're going to get the same level of talent. Actually, you'll get way better talent because you're getting the cream of the crop now. Not even just because it's all Negro League, but it's like you get the people that want to play in this league outside of the NBA. Yeah. So it's like you're going to still get cream of the crop talent. But if, they, if we're going to go across all sports, the football league will be monster. Yeah. We're going to definitely say that they would, they would, it would transcend and take over as, as a new thing, as LeVar Ball did try in a little mini session, but we knew his things were misguided. But uh, he had a nice aspect at going at it, but an all-Negro league around sports, it would take over. And you would have to, you would have to give appreciation or you would have to – Pay up. Yeah, in yeah. fact. So what do you think? Uh, what would it look like to you, Boost? Exactly what all sports look like right now. <laughs> like, no difference at all. Yeah. Mainly because... Billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah like, it, it just, it would, like, if we had the money that would back us, which I'm sure they could find and also get to where that wouldn't be an issue. But when you come to, like, front office positions, every it's a professional... Just being a professional is... Something not something that black people can't do. Yep, you know we are head of office and CEOs and Fortune five hundreds and all this. It's not a problem for us to actually do something like this. It's like, well, corporate America are almost like the big brother actually allow it. You know they don't want us to be in these positions, and they understand 
that's kind of why they're like, well, you don't need the Negro League anymore. Technically, like, come on and play with us. Yeah, because at some point, that's where all the talent's gonna be. And if they give us, I think, the power to do something like that, you know, and then it'll be one of those things that's just like leading the culture. Facts. Like, not saying that they aren't, but how NFL has like this, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Baseball, you can't do this, you got to do it this way. Like, even in soccer, like, any sport that we would play to where it would be Negro League, I mean, every country has a Negro population or a black yeah. population or yep. color. I mean, Dominican and Cuba and all of this. Especially like, in athletics. Like, especially in athletics. People yeah. that play sports, period. Like, it's, there's not going to be a shortage on talent. And the the business side would easily be figured because out. Because we're like, already it, the biggest I don't think it would be brands. any change in anything. But you fact, do have to as long as they sign them checks. Yeah, yeah, black women are the most intelligent women and the most educated in the last decade so, and yeah. have been the most yeah, entrepreneurs. Yeah, I, I want to add that. Um, I want to add in the Negro League, they actually have some women as pictures and there other positions. Go. I would love to see our brothers and sisters playing together for the same team. Some teams may end up being yeah. all women. It's just, hey, hey whoever hey, is the could, best. So I yeah, think let's yeah. put it, let's let's stop the gender discrimination. Hey, equality, hey, right? That, let's that get would it. be that would be yeah. different. Because they be can get these buckets the, too. <laughs> equality. Hey, Mia is a bucket. Facts. They can the day. they can get these buckets too. Cat man, Mia will you run my kill over. I'll say that right now. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, hey, so Philip, <laughs> Philip, what's your what's your take on it? How, how do you think a Negro League will look in uh, today's time? Man, it would. I'm, I'm kind of with Bruce, man. It was, I feel like it would look the same, man. I think that we can do everything that's needed to make our own leagues. Um, we, and we have the talent, obviously, on the court so that we attract the fans and all the endorsements and whatnot that comes with it. Um, I think we, I think we pretty much look the same. Facts. Hey, so uh, for all you guys who are new listeners, just letting you know that you know the show consists of four black males who are part of Starting Five, and we have reason why he's called Larry Bird. Because he's a uh, white Jewish male, and um, this is gonna be great to hear his take. With soul, it's uh, cold. yeah, he got some soul. He don't got a cold soul. He got he got a little bit of soul. In I him. said it's cold, uh, but uh, oh, okay. Cold. Here we go. So, Hans, wh- what do you think a Negro League would look like in today's time? He cold with it. Hans, do you not want to talk about this? Hello. Bro? Oh, can you hear me? No, we hear you now. Perfect. Oh, sorry about that. No, um, all good. I was say that'd I be think, horrible timing. I, I, think it, I think it would look exactly the same as it does now with the NBA. I think Bruce is exactly right. The same model is already there. It's the same blueprint. I mean, just because something is there does not mean it necessarily needs to be changed or tweaked in any way or does not mean that someone else, period, can run it. I mean, if one person can run it, clearly another individual can run it, not based off of socioeconomic, not based off of sexual preference, not based off of ethnicity, nothing, no religious propagation either. It's the same thing, probably. If not bigger, maybe even better than what we currently have. We don't know. But I think, in principle, it's the same exact thing. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. It will be very interesting to see it today because... How would it be controlled? What if it's a, you know, there's a white player who's down with, you know, who just won't say, man, I want to play, you know, because today's athletes, most of the... Dude, if, if that's the thing that you're harping on, I feel like you could say the same thing about, you know, a white guy going to an HBCU. Like, remember no, the yeah. drumline, you had a white guy playing bass drum at A&T. Like, no, yeah, it would the same type of thing. No, mm. I, I just will, I, I will want to see how that 
you know, happen because you know most of the like you think of the NBA, the best players are the African descendant players. So it's like, what if Luca's like, man, predominantly, in, predominantly, yeah, predominantly. Yeah, predominantly. So Christian like, McCaffrey, Cody. Well, we're, back we're talking about front office too, and I think you no, will yeah. have a yeah, less, mainly it's, a lot to me, less it's front office. Thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facts. You'll have less, less of those trauma. guys. <laughs> well, okay, I think that, I think that goes without say. You know what I mean? In terms of it being the same, there's going to be a lot less of that. There's going to be a I'm lot more done. in terms of equality. And and that's that's what will be really dope about having. A Negro League of today Because It'll be men and women yeah, Owners and managers Because first of all Black people can't be racist That's one thing So I learned that in we, we will make We will Facts. make sure Facts. That be Love is Is, is spread it out So we will make sure right. That everything Is cool when it comes to that So Yeah fired. I think the revenue Will be more shared And I just I think the competition Might be even Better Because you do have Those organizations Who Will give a black player the side eye because they want to sign a white player. Yeah, hey, what about so know, now Utah we, went through okay. this for a while. Indiana went through this for a while. You know, yep. like they're trying to. I understand, like it's more of the crowd that you're trying to like put a team out there for, but it, that's why you lose them. No, yeah, and it's 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 a topic that man. I, I hope more people discuss. Uh, you know, because it may have to happen. You never know. So we, I think, us African Americans that are in. That, that field who are in these positions should be ready for it, you know, just I in case like it does happen. That should be on people's minds, right? I feel like this is one of those subject matters that should be on the minds of NBA uh, business owners as well as uh, front office managers, right? Yeah. Like this should be an Kyrie. Kyrie should have right? sparked this in your in your brain. Well, I think that this is an actual thought, and I feel like this coincides with a lot of conversations that people are unwilling to have or just are now starting to have, right? Like this is the awakening where. This is actually something that's very viable and can be realistic in this world, Facts. especially right now. This is the start of those discussions. This could be the start of this discussion in particular. Yeah. True, because it's, it's put in front of you. So now you have to be ignorant. You have to choose to be ignorant to not notice these things now and not to discuss but it. I also want to add, OK, just like, you know, your your program here. A lot of black media is excluded. You don't even see BET Facts. at any sports event. So we have to open up to the media as well, our bloggers, our podcasters. Let's get those people involved, too. More black companies being sponsored because sponsorship can really help a company grow. It's not just about the payout, but it's about the right to fail at the game. Yeah, I was going to say, think about the aspect if fraternities and sororities predominantly start start putting in revenue and trying to expand that also. Facts. Could you picture the Southern Classic during a regular season game? No, yeah, like that. It's that feel, that vibe. Party. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That vibe, that feel on a consistency. That league will turn a lot of revenue up. And we can't even front on that. I just think that man, like it really needs to be looked into because we have to see if it can be something that we can make possible. You know, and make happen and so go from like there. Like you have man. a league like XFL who was came and was created. Maybe we should try and do a. Negro League for basketball or football to see how we can work this and maybe become a competition for one of these major leagues. But um, man, before we get up out of here, Bruce, you know what time it is. Make sure drop that. Uh, That's what we're doing? Yeah, we're doing that. You know TB, we know that today. TBT uh, Throwback Thursday Player 
of the week. Uh, for the new listeners, our Throwback Thursday Player of the Week is a player, you know, from the uh, 2000s, uh, 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s that you may have forgotten about or maybe even never known about. Yeah. And, um, man, we just going to make sure we spotlight them, show them love. And then you can check out our Instagram page, Courtside Radio, um, and you can see highlights of these players. So you can just scroll through it and you're going to see these old grimy looking videos and there's some old school players that you maybe forgot but uh throwback thursday player of the week it goes back in the days when i was young i'm not a kid anymore but some days i'm sitting with but now nah, let me get right to it so this week's throwback thursday player of the week is actually a guy who is still trying to play but he was drafted in the early 2000s uh just to show him love we talked about him a little bit monday but he celebrated a birthday and he was a big part of the Lakers uh, back-to-back championship team. It's Pal Gasol, who's our Throwback Thursday player of the week. He was drafted in 2001. Pal. Yeah. The he myth was, is great. Uh, he was drafted 2001. The he was Van the third Kugels. overall pick to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, then he ended up traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. Six-time All-Star, two-time champ, uh, four-time All-NBA. He was a 2001-2002 Rookie of the Year. And yeah, he, your highlights, baby, for the Lakers. And he helped. He helped the Lakers, um, man, win those two uh, two championships. Career averages of seventeen points, nine rebounds, three assists. I'm saying it right here. He should be the next jersey that are hung up in the Staples rafters. Number sixteen, Gasol. I'm Shout out you. to that man once again. Throwback Thursday Player of the Week, Powell Gasol. He got on the most by Blake Griffin. We got to show him that love. Here it is. Here it is. Happy belated. Yeah, happy belated birthday to that guy. Um, such a great player. Uh, another international player. He's top five international player ever, along with Dirk, Elijah, uh, and some other guys. But. Man, that that that's the show. You got an outro track. First, we got to shout out our guest, Lila Brown. Lila, let everybody know uh, where they can find you, social media wise, and once again, what you have going. Yes, thanks, guys. At Team EBMG, that's Team EBMG on Instagram and EB Media Group on Twitter, and my personal is at Lady Lila Brown. Dope, man. So make sure you guys check out her work. Uh, Lila, I want you to send us send us something that we can post on our IG so we can let people know who joined us on the show. For man. sure. But we thank you so much for joining us, fellas. I know we can be pretty rowdy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we can be pretty crazy. Fun. It's <laughs> today. I told you. We appreciate you. <laughs> no, yeah, but hey, Courtside Radio, we appreciate you, the starting five. Uh, what's up, guys? Y'all got any last last words y'all want to say? I'm on Twitter now, baby. Oh, it's real. Big Underscore Mike. I the Pappy. I-D-A-P-A-P. P.I. Facts. Well, Bruce Phillip. Y'all know who it is. Bruce Corsai. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Bruceith. That's about it, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in on Thursday. Show two. What's up, Phillip? Man, I can't really follow that, man. I'm just going to say you already know. It's your boy, Phillip. Phillip 3 Brown. Yeah, downtown. Now, uh, uh, Hans, what's good? good You got 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 anything before we get up out of here? It's been a good show, guys. I hope y'all are staying healthy. Thank you again, Lila, for joining us. Yes, sir. And Nick Wright, please go watch Celtics basketball so you actually know what you're talking about. Hey, Nick Wright, I might have to hit you up, man. You might not want to do that. But, hey, we thank you guys for tuning in to Courtside Radio with the starting five, man. Thank you for uh, so much love. Of course, I am Mike the PG. You can find me on Instagram, <coughs> Twitter, and the grind never stops. Don't forget, please don't, Monday 
Same time, 6.30 to 7.30, we are going to be on the microphone. So, Courtside Thursdays, and it's now Courtside Mondays. Hey, hey, the takeover is real. We thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to those people who listen to us live on the Good News Radio app. Shout out to those who listen to us, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. We thank you guys for the love, man. Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do it. So, we are out of here. Peace. Thanks once again, Lila. Thanks.